Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I am your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists Bradley Ellis. Hello. Ben Moore. What up? My rather tall co-moderator, Mr. Daniel Ludworth. Hello. And making it all happen by starting the Zoom call in Slack, Ian Hank. Hi. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games this week, but before we do that, we must atone for all of our mistakes in last week's podcast. Ian, please begin corrections music. Boop. You turned your green screen off. Oh yeah, my non-existent green screen is off now. It's all fake. I don't believe it. Any of it. The Unreal 5 demo would have been playable at GDC had there been one. Um, which was not, I think somebody might have said that in the comments, but uh, we also just found that out. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker for Switch was announced on March 8th, 2018 and came out in July 13th, 2018, making it four and five days, months between announcement and release. So wait, four months and five days, I'm guessing. Okay. Pretty good. That's um, like what we said. Something close to it. Yeah, maybe that was just a clarification. Mortal Kombat Armageddon was the one with the kart racing. Um, that was mm. from a game. And Blood, uh, I think we said this, but I forgot it. Is it Tsushima or... Tsushima? Or Tsushima. Tsushima. I think it's Tsushima, right? Tsushima, but it's... I, I think the, the weird thing Tsushima. is... is Japanese theoretically doesn't have accents, right? So that all mm -hmm. the the syllables are even. But so I guess su shi ma. So I can so I can do whatever I want is basically what you're saying. That's basically kind you're, of. you're like you have a little bit of freedom there. Uh, we're not going to get in trouble. Please end corrections music. Nice. Boop. <laughs> uh, let's play gaming gladiators. Everybody knows what it is. I can just jump into it. So yeah, we, for those listeners that don't know, uh, we want uh, video game characters to fight to the death. We're going to do it for our own entertainment. Um, much like we send them to their death anyway, you know, and, and even if they die, they'll come back you have to fight another day. Um, wait, 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 wait. You guys die in video games? Uh, yes, okay. All right. Yeah, I forgot we got Ben. <laughs> I forgot we got Ben and Brad. You can do this. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we have to, we're going to throw some people into the ring. These are suggested by our $5 and above patrons on patreon.com slash easy allies. And I have two sets for you this week. Uh, from Corrigal, we got Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn and Talion from Shadows of Mordor and Shadows of War. Hmm. Just Shadow, just the one Shadow. It's not plurals of Shadow, I don't think. Aloy versus Talion. And I like it because Aloy has got a lot of, the, I think, more ranged. Like, Talion loves to teleport, but Talion's got a lot of magic going on. And this would be after two games, as opposed to Aloy just having one. Uh, yeah, Talion has, like, a wraith with him uh, that could kill her pretty much on his own, I guess. He's, he's kind of already dead. Yeah. But what Talion. If, what if I just like Aloy better? Is that a valid reason? Yeah. <laughs> Is it okay? Sure. <laughs> I want to bet on Talion, but root for Aloy. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'll be in the stands, like, woo! <laughs> and then if she gets taken out, like, well... Hey, you know. like, Italian's yeah. okay, all right? Yeah, He's okay. Not to influence uh, Ian. Do you have any opinions? One well, up or down? Italian's the main guy. I only played a little bit of the first one. Yes. Italian yeah, is Troy Italian. Baker, if that influences your decision at all. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, Brad makes a good point that he's got a ghost with him and he's pretty much already dead. Uh... So I think Talion might win in a fight, though Aloy might... Uh, she's got ranged attacks, but yeah, probably Talion. Yeah, Talion has all that, and he can control orcs and ogres and all that stuff. Yeah, or trolls. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense to me. Blood, you're nodding gently, just a, a slight nod. I'm thinking, um, doesn't Aloy have like a lot of traps? 
Yeah. She does, yeah. She can so that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe Aloy doesn't... She can't kill him, but she can she can pin him down. And, and he'll, he'll just be pinned down. He can't, he can't get out. Well, he could literally shoot a bow and teleport at them and kill them immediately. Mm. So... <laughs> Can't really compete with that. Aw. Ibrahim Sozer drops this on, and I'm glad, Ben, to have you here for this. Uh, mm. Ian, actually, as well, because this is one of your favorite things of all time. Quiet in MGS5 versus The End from MGS3. Oh, oh. damn. At a distance. Dang. Through the scopes. Probably. I, I mean, know, yeah. all Quiet Probably. has to do is just, like, wait it out. Right, yeah. right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But quiet, quiet know that you know. she won't fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Did you all know that the first time you played MGS3, and so we would assume that Quiet would as well? The first time I played it? No. No, no, no. I didn't know it the first time. Yeah. If you, Yeah, you have to, like, sneak up behind him and be like, oh. <laughs> but, yeah, ben? Quiet, probably. Thoughts? Unless it's, like, what's her weakness? Like, raining? If she, does she drown if it's raining? She breathes she through breathe, her skin. Yeah. Breathes through her skin. <laughs> Those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Quiet would win. Yeah. Um, I'm just remembering that mission at the end of MJS Five where. Yeah. I feel like Quiet could take on a lot. Has been through a lot. The end. The end is funny because I love that boss fight. And he's obviously a good sniper. But I just feel like Quiet has more going on. Is that unfair? Plus, like, if it comes down to just, like, getting up and moving, Quiet might have the edge. (laughs) Yeah, isn't she, like, super fast when she's with? She's faster than the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can drop a box on Quiet, though, when you fight her. Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still boxes. Quiet. Are you still, yeah, uh, Blood, you nodded and said yes, are you? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think Quiet, just, yeah, just the fact, the funny thing that you can just wait out the end and he'll just die. I want, I, I gotta be honest, I, I want, I want uh, battles within the allies to happen, but everybody kind of, everybody kind of slips into one decision or the other whenever we do Gaming Gladiators. But that is it for that segment, thank you very much for the submissions. This week, we got, kind of got, we didn't get announcements because we knew about Mafia Trilogy from last week. But Mafia Trilogy is a thing that's happening now, which is great. I'm actually playing Mafia 2 Definitive Edition right now. And all of these are Definitive Editions, even though all of them are completely separate things. So Mafia Definitive Edition is not out yet, is a built-from-the-ground-up remake of the beloved classic. Mafia 2 Definitive Edition is the Ultra HD remaster of the fan favorite. And Mafia 3 Definitive Edition is the reintroduction of the award-winning narrative masterpiece. That's what? so funny. Wait, what? What's what does that <laughs> three mean? What does we that don't mean? think you were paying attention the first time. Right. Let me reintroduce it to you. Can yeah. you re- buy it? Can you can you reintroduce a game <laughs> with yeah. no changes? Like I assume it includes like DLC or something, right? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's the li- only difference. One little tweak so. that I really liked uh, <laughs> was you get. I, I don't know if this was on my code that we got blood or whatever, but uh, I have two items: a car and a jacket from Mafia Three in Mafia Two in the closet. I went what? into the garage and I was like, "Wait, what? Why do I have this car from Starsky huh. and Hutch?" And then was like, "Oh, <laughs> like it's the Mafia Three car. Cool. So you can drive this car that like was not in the the forties or fifties, like around Mafia Two: The Future. Yeah. 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 So they're all kind of, you know, bleeding together. I imagine that there's a lot of DLC and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, is that silly? What could Mafia 3 be? Like, you know, I, I did some reading up on this, but I didn't 
Uh, I have not played Mafia 3. I was just more gravitated more towards Mafia 2, which I am enjoying. But um, do we think they just realized, Blood, that they had to get this involved? And, oh, well, we can just call it a reintroduction. How would you frame this? Um, I mean, they're doing the trilogy. Like, that's how they're... The main way that they're selling this is as the trilogy. And so, yeah, it, that's just the way it basically is. It's just a couple years old. So what are you going to do to it? So... Uh, Brad, you with lightning speed grabbed the Steam code for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with this, like I always love seeing replies that this happened the same minute in Slack. I'm like, woohoo! That person was was poised and ready. What's your interest in in Mafia? Is this something that you always wanted to play? Yeah, I've always wanted to play the trilogy. I've never played any of them. I've always heard Mike speak highly of them, and now that they're coming out remastered, so, so I was like, oh hell yeah, baby! Time to try them out. Well, they're all, there's only one remaster, and then Mafia Definitive Edition is getting a built-from-the-ground-up remake of the beloved classic we've seen. Yeah, but why do they call it a remaster? That's a remake. A re... remake, sorry. That is a remaster. Built-from-the-ground-up remake of the beloved classic. I'm getting my re's all mixed up. I got Easy. three re's. <laughs> it's the three re's. Uh, but that got screenshots uh, released in, like, 18 seconds, like a 20-second trailer, 18 seconds of, of quote-unquote gameplay. I don't know, like, cutscenes that maybe looked like yeah. they were in-engine. But from the screenshots, it looks pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm very curious to see how that plays. Have you ever played Mafia 1? Any Mafia 1 players? On the no. Panel? I've played no. the other two. I really like Mafia 2 a lot. Um, but, yeah, man, Mafia 1 was always one of those games that you would read about in magazines, and people would always speak very highly of it, and I just never got to play it. Yeah. I have a, I have a question. Uh, are they a continuous story, or are they kind of standalone? I think they're, like... There's like some connecting almost. They're, they take place in different time periods, though. Okay. Yeah, they're like, different characters. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense because not knowing if it was a story or a continuing story or not, I was like, why not just wait until one is ready to put out two and three? Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. it makes a little more sense if they don't have to be like played in order, I guess. Yeah. Having played through Mafia 2, you don't need to know yeah. anything about Mafia ask, 1. Oh, okay. I asked Mike that. He said, yeah, you could just hop into 2. Yeah, uh, yeah well, but I'm playing. Sense, I put a couple hours into 2, and I didn't feel like, whoa, I just clearly missed something, or they're referencing stuff I'm not familiar well, then with. Well, it, then it makes more sense, probably, because they're doing more to 1. Mm-hmm. So they it want still kind of to... doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> oh. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't, I guess. It's like 2 is a remaster. But it's still like older. But if if one is getting like the full remake treatment, like Capcom level or Square Enix level, like I doubt mm. it. But then like that'll be quote unquote more impressive. Yeah, so. I mean, I get the sense that they're uh, it, that they're actually probably using the current like the Mafia Three engine to like rebuild the game in. Sure, sure. I feel like staggered releases generate more excuses to bring it up in the conversation and sure yeah is that the thermometer capcoms at the very top where they're just like they're going full capcom on this like whoa <laughs> like serious or square enix is maybe like right above that um they're different approach i feel like capcom and square are like tied but they do it differently mm-hmm. what's funny about capcom is i say i feel like you can use the phrase they're going full ca- capcom and depending on the situation that can either be amazing or terrible <laughs> or really bad that, that yeah. statement really depends on context yeah. well i feel like that was square enix as well because sure <laughs> like square enix is one of the few publishers that will like re-release a garbage version of one of their like highly esteemed right. games 
for $35 on a phone. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. On August 28th, everybody who buys this will gain access to the definitive edition of the first Mafia, which that definitive edition is the remake. Yeah, how do we feel? You know, Blood, what do you... What makes you nervous about this? Do you think this is potentially, like, a bad decision, or do you concur with what uh, Ben said about this staying in the conversation? Um, yeah, I guess it's just it's just strange to, to sell a... I mean, you know, like, the codes that you guys got, even. Like, they were Mafia Trilogy codes. Like, you buy the Mafia Trilogy, and it's missing the first part for the next couple of months, you know? <laughs> like, hopefully it gets done on time. It's just, like, a strange... It's a strange package to sell um, when, like, part one is not in it. Can you buy them individually, though, like that? Uh, I think that you can. I'm pretty sure that you can buy buy uh, two, two. You can definitely buy three individually. Yeah. But um, so yeah, it's just a it's just a weird thing. I I do remember there being like something weird about the. I'd have to look it up. That's the been happening. Physical more... edition. Yeah, Mafia 2 is definitely its own item in the store. I'm playing it on Xbox, and it's okay. definitely, like, its own separate thing. I didn't have to, like, boot up a, like, trilogy cool. thing. But it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting because the way that it's framed, I think the reason why it works is we just found out about it, and then we gain access to two parts of it that are, you know, one of one of which I just think right now Mafia 2 is the exciting thing because um, it, it, it is definitely a game that came out last gen, but it looks, uh, it's, I'm very satisfied with the visuals. Um, the frame rate's one thing, but uh, just the lighting and everything I think is really good. <laughs> um, but it's kind of interesting because it's kind of backwards where like you might get some of these extra things, but Definitive Edition is really what you want to be there for. Um, but at the same time, people can jump in and invest now kind of like a pre-order. So it, it is, I think this is an example of things, tricks that the industry has done before. It's just a really strange kind of backwards way of doing it. Um, what it- what, what I like about it, and sorry, I think I got yeah. some drywall in my eye, but um, it happens. Uh, what I like about it is you know what you're getting into ahead of time, you know? So, like, you can't be... One wouldn't be as mad in this scenario, whereas if you, like, bought it and then they were like, obviously, it's coming out in August. Like, I, I ordered a... I got a, a, a sample instrument that was a viola... And then they were like, hey, if you pay a little more, you can get the violin and cello when they come out. And now I'm, like, excited for my violin and right. cello, you know? So, like, <laughs> it, it, for me, it's, like, building excitement. So I think, yeah, you're right, that it's, it's kind of a fun thing to look forward to. Unless Mafia, Mafia Definitive one. Edition is, like, a bad cello, you know? Right. Yeah. That's what I wonder. Yeah. Like, if this is a really bad game. Well, well that's like, where it bites you in the butt, you, yeah. You've already got this. You, yeah, you paid full price, and you've already even played a all of Mafia 2. It's 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 weird. I haven't uh, played the Mafia 2 re-release, but uh, according to Huber and Brandon, what you were alluding to about the frame rate, uh, it does not seem like ideal versions of these games. Uh, Huber was saying today on Weekly Hunts that it was borked, and mm. so that, that's a bummer. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily fill me with confidence, then, that the Mafia 1 remake is going to be super great when it comes to performance again this is all secondhand information yeah which I, I think deserves being said but, but yeah you're, you're 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 selling a superior visual experience and then you know right. the, as the teaser as the appetizer beforehand you're getting something that doesn't necessarily run as well as I people guess, would expect I, I guess the test would be if mafia 3 runs well because theoretically like you said one will be using the three engine 
Mm-hmm. Maybe two had some weird thing in the up-res that made the frame rate bad. I don't know. Mm. It's interesting that we're seeing a trend of this, though, uh, because, like, the Yakuza collection, that right. had a Sega release, and then we're seeing, like, um, Master Chief collection yeah. on PC come out in a Sega release, which I think is really interesting because I've seen it affect us as Easy Allies, even, where Reach came out and... I remember us being interested then, and then, you know, Mike and Mike doing Halo 2, and I think if all of those j- games just came out on PC, we probably would have just played it once and moved on, but the benefit of a staggered release is it gives us an excuse to make another stream out of it, or do a group stream, or yeah. whatever. Keeps so, it in your mind. Keeps it in your mind, yeah. Uh, I think people will be happy. I'm also a little bit nervous about the fact that we just got a like, very, very short trailer. It was kind of strange to be like, hey, tune in a couple days and we'll show you this. Right. And that was <laughs> it was a gif. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's not really what I was waiting for. Um, for a game but, coming out in three months? But I think it'll be kind of a nice fun thing i i do love it wasn't really like as close to a shadow drop but it was still surprising and and i am enjoying it despite all of the the technical things you know but i think obviously that is uh i have the um the eyes of of somebody who's just taking it all of this stuff at the you know for the first time uh but i do before i move on from the story i do want to play remake remaster or reintroduction specifically with trilogies now, we get love Ooh. and respects like this a lot, where it's just like, what do we do with these franchises? What do we do with this stuff? I just got five trilogies here. I need I need a remake, a remaster, and a reintroduction. Remake <laughs> meaning you, you gloss it up from the ground up. Remaster, you just make it prettier. Uh, or reintroduction, you just label it a PR speak for... Uh, you know, comp- for game of the year edition, basically. And are we going? Including are we DLC. saying remaster the whole trilogy, or like no, remaster what, you number gotta, two? It's three options. You got to pick which oh, one, okay. one, two, or three. Which gets what? Okay. Okay. Uh, Mass Effect. Well, remaster two, remake two. I mean. Okay. Remake, remake two? two. Yeah, it's the best one. I was best. just saying, because it's the best one, oh. give it the most attention. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I mean, one is definitely in need of a remake. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess if, if remake implies, like, yeah. Elevators. Like the full, yeah, making the whole game better. Then, yeah, remake one, I guess. <laughs> I think I'd be just okay with a remaster. Of, for one? F- for the whole trilogy. I Oh. Oh, oh I mean, I'd be very happy with that because I never played it. But uh, I'm waiting for that announcement. That's also might be news this week. There, there we just covered it on the podcast. Uh, Max Payne. <laughs> oh, boy. Oof. Dude. Remaking well, if we can apply the sick, if we it's, can apply the same thing to all of them, just remake them all. <laughs> it's weird because I think, in a strange way, specifically with Max Payne One, the way that it looks is very important to the vibe. Almost hmm. like I just think of Max Payne One, and I think of that Max Payne face, and it's very <laughs> yeah. integral to the experience for me. Just have Sam Lake do the. The new face, dude. Just you could, 4K uh, Sam Lake squish yeah. face. Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> remake them, though. Would it make sense? Because um, Remedy had nothing to do with 3, right? No, it was Rockstar. Was, yeah, it was, yeah. Rockstar, right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it'd be kind oh, of funny could, like, if you remade 3. Got Remedy remade <laughs> remastered 3. the other two. Like a D-res? <laughs> like make it in the style of 1 or 2? <laughs> just make it more consistent in general. You or, know, yeah, like, like in Streets of Rage when you can have the old fighters, you know? It's like you can just have, like, this old weird-looking Max running around <laughs> in all of the games. Metroid Prime. 
I guess we're potentially getting a remaster, but that hasn't really. Just slap that. Okay, we need a fourth category. Slap it on the Switch. Yeah, just slap yeah, it just on get the Switch, it. baby. Just, you don't have right. to do anything. There's a lot of contenders for that. Well, they need to make it HD. Fix, yeah. fix yeah. the controls and make it HD. Yeah. They've already done the control thing. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. 69 and you're golden. Uh, Grand Theft Auto PS2 Trilogy. Remake Three, it. Vice City. Oh, man. There's a lot you could do there with a remake. Yeah, remake that. Yeah. Just I agree. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, and Super Mario Brothers 3 for the NES. Cool. They're perfect as they are. I feel like they've touched those games so much already. Like, yeah. And you don't need to. <laughs> like, Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. Reintroduce them. Reintroduce. Reintroduction. Fair. So uh, later on in this podcast, I'm going to talk about some... Unfortunate things also that got canceled. Obviously, you know, as weeks go by, there are things that we just can't do this year. But one, we do have some good news, uh, even though this is not something that uh, I can super weigh in uh, from experience, but it's something that I have uh, adored from afar. And I'm so glad that it keeps going. Evo is going to be Evo Online, and they updated their lineup for the digital version of Evo. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, Evo is usually just like a week or a weekend, and this it's is going to yeah. be like July. <laughs> yeah, so Evo is three days. And this is five weekends, so yeah. wow, very wow. different format. Yeah, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate no longer a part. Sending um, a message. <laughs> sending yeah. a message. It's so funny, we dude. We can only do it digitally. We are not going to do oh, it. Oh man! But they're keeping oh, everybody the else. Code is so bad. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sucks. Well, they're they're keeping a lot of the other games uh, except for Smash Ultimate, um, well, but they're not. Like, they're exhibitions. So they're not full-on, like, EVO tournaments. So like they've NBC? changed... Oh, I mean, they can't do NBC. Oh, and it, oh yeah, NBC... Well, no, they... I think I don't think NBC... I don't think NBC is even an exhibition. I could be wrong on that. But it might be Smash Ultimate and MVC 2 are off. Um, hmm. But then they're doing the rest of the main lineup as exhibition. Um, and then, yeah, the, the ones they're actually doing tournaments on are... Games with really good netcode and MK11, which wasn't going to be yeah. part of Evo, back is back on board, um, and it's really cool because things, smaller things that that wouldn't get a lot of attention, like Skullgirls or them fighting herds, uh, are getting like primetime spotlight as well as Killer Instinct. I know a lot of people are really excited wow, about that. Wow, Ki's coming back. Ki's nice. coming back. Yep, wow. yep, yep. And uh, yeah, are getting full cool. blown attention, which is awesome. And what's really neat is seeing like the ripple effect that that has had where they've kind of announced their main games for this online tournament, and that's had an effect on people checking out these games. Like, Skullgirls is having a bit of a resurgence. Uh, people that probably wouldn't check out Them Fighting Herds are checking out Them Fighting Herds. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Neat. What is that game you're saying? Them Fighting Herds, it's basically a My Little Pony fighting game. <laughs> that's right. That I saw the title yeah. I didn't recognize, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And apparently, it has amazing netcode and a cool story mode, and <laughs> has a lot of things that you would want in a fighting game. I have not played it myself, but people seem happy with it. They're also doing a special Invitational Marvel vs. Capcom 2 tournament for the okay. 20th anniversary of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Okay, so that is still on. Nice. I didn't realize. I'm and glad that you said that. And just uh, to clarify, uh, their lineup is Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy vs., Samurai Showdown, Soul Calibur 6, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, Tekken 7, and Under the Night in Birth XE. <laughs> Under Night in Birth. Under <laughs> Night in Birth, yeah. Under Night in Birth XE. <laughs> X, late controller. Uh, 
Ben, you were talking about resurgence. Yeah. And this is interesting that Evo is still able to stick around, that they can change their format. I mean, even though there's no E3, even though there's not going to be a Comic-Con, like we're still going to get, you know, game releases and announcements. You know, they're just just a question of what they are, how they are going to be combined. But it's neat that Evo is continuing. It's kind of crazy to me that it's expanding across such a long, you know, period of time, starting Mm -hmm. on July 4th and then wrapping up on at the beginning of the next month. Uh, with everybody tuning into a lot of digital stuff because we're all stuck at home, could this be good for Evo in the long run? Do you see, Do you anticipate maybe a lot of people tuning in that haven't before? Um, yeah, I think something that really helps it is the fact that it's taking place over five weekends. Um, I do think you lose a little bit. I mean, part of the, the journey of Evo that's super exciting is, you know, it's an open tournament, right? So anybody can join and that's part of the fun of watching pools is like just seeing what weird controllers people bring or seeing any upsets or seeing like Harada play his own game and so it's like I I think you lose some of the magic of Evo because you don't have that kind of that story building up to like finals in this arena which is super exciting but at the same time um, I think it's good that it's happening over a long space of time because maybe more people will be inclined to tune in. Um, maybe because people are in quarantine themselves, potentially, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. Uh, you know, people that maybe not are not interested in fighting games uh, will want to check it out. Um, I think it just depends on how the commentary goes and how it's presented. I think a huge part of Evo is seeing the players, right, and seeing their reactions. And so when you don't kind of have that human element in the same way, I wonder how much is being mm-hmm. lost. Like, you yeah, know, you pop-offs. Th- you need pop-offs. Do you think that the players will be on webcams or will it just be the gameplay footage? I'm not sure. Uh, because it's an open tournament, I mean, I, I think you probably want to request as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I... I I'd be surprised if webcams were there. Also, another thing to coordinate that would be a mess. And having video streaming as you play would also like impact your internet right. stability. Yeah. So, yeah. Jeez. I think they're making. To sum it all up, I think they're making the best of a bad situation, and I think it is really awesome. And I commend Evo for prioritizing games with good netcode, um, and instead of just relying on name recognitions. Uh, and hopefully that draws more attention to the fact that like people really just want to have good matches in online fighting games. So, yeah. Yeah. Ben, Capcom's going full Capcom. <laughs> A Resident Evil Code Veronica remake is in development, apparently. Rumored, right? Rumored. Rumored. Yeah, rumored. Along with 4. But that 4 is kind of more heavily rumored. Four maybe seems more likely. I don't know. Where are we at with Resident Evil remakes as of today? <laughs> they're gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, they're this probably is... just gonna do them all. <laughs> this is what's... awesome news, though. What's the oh, timeline? Yeah. Well, yeah, awesome rumor. I'm really excited about it, and it. I, I had. I, I. I must confess, I spent too much time thinking today thinking about where we are in terms of Resident Evil timelines, like where mm. we're at, because we have. Resident Evil Remake back in the GameCube. Then we have two and three that are launched so close together. Are those in like the same universe? Is that do they just kind of reboot the timeline with remake? two, or is two supposed to be kind of connected to the old remake? Is remake two and three precursors to seven, 
well, how many dimensions do we have in the Resident Evil universe? I don't Revelations think Resident Evil thing? is that disconnected right. from itself. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think it all theoretically exists together. Well, you get into problems where, like, old three had multiple endings and this one has one. Mm -hmm. And they said, like, this is the story we wanted to tell, you know? Yeah, but it's like, like a canon ending. Yeah, I think it's always, it's the same as there's always been the canon ending. Uh, same with, like, Silent Hill and stuff. It's just like, this is the, you know, most likely canon ending. Uh, the dog and the rest ending. are just, like, what ifs. Yeah, dog mm -hmm. ending for sure. Uh, but, yeah. So, I guess, I think they all check out as much as, you know, <laughs> Resident Evil checks out. Yeah, they just do a lot of recasting and restyling. Like there was yeah. the Chris, there's the Code Veronica Chris Redfield. There's the mm -hmm. Resident Evil Five Chris Redfield. There's the Resident Evil Six Chris Redfield. There's the Resident Evil Seven. Chris, <laughs> like, like depressed alcoholic Chris Redfield. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Um. So how I wonder how, I, I think these things just seem so likely because especially with with three, you know, ended up being a lot shorter and a lot less detailed than I had anticipated based on what they had done with two, but it still worked. And I think it was still successful, and I'm still, like, totally happy that they made it. So, like, I don't know really where my expectations lie on a Code Veronica remake. I just wonder how much all of this is going to stick to one particular style, or if they're just going to embrace what those games are. Like, what the weirdness of Code Veronica that exists just within itself, and how mm -hmm. much they're like, no, 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 2 and 3 were so great, we got to make them like 2 and 3. I think that's what, and I... I don't want to misquote I, I i recall hearing something that like the director or producer said like we're telling it the way we wanted to tell it it seems like to me they're 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 like these are the definitive editions you know like these are the quote-unquote like the way we could have done it if we the way we would have done it if we could have done it this way you know so it's like they're 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 ironing out all the inconsistencies that you were mentioning with different characterizations and making one cohesive whole. Um, so I think because of that, they would probably continue in the RE2, RE3 make style. I think. Uh, clearly they have the engine they like. Yeah. Uh, when, are, when are these games coming out? If, they, if they're being made. Mm, yeah. I'm getting way ahead of myself. I think they're going to definitely need to take more time. Um, uh, can they come out... Can they come Probably. out close together, like two and three? Yeah, they could. Like like ten months apart. They could. Yeah, I'd I say mean, they're I, probably two I or think three years away. Capcom the issue seems is that four is so different. Yeah, yeah. Capcom seems as interested in po as possible in keeping the Resident Evil train rolling. Yeah. So, like, like it's not yeah. stopping. Yeah, I, I I doubt we'll get gaps that are too long for some Resident Evil project. It it's probably. it's been a healthy clip. You think 2022 at the latest for the next one? For the next remake? Yeah. Well, it depends. See, the thing is, is it depends on when Resident Evil 8 happens yeah. Oh, yeah. as well. You I know. forgot. Yeah. Um, They're going to give that one its own 10 months, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, could, DLC could and, that yeah. get messy? Is there some way you could, you could uh, you know, stumble that and RE4 remake, RE Code Veronica remake could mess up the... the the thunder, I guess, rolling out the red carpet for eight. Or Resident Evil Four remake area? could absolutely mess up the thunder <laughs> for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah, four is crazy the way it you know continues to sell every time they've re-released it. Like Code Veronica is the easier win. Uh, mm -hmm. That that there's a lot more that you could improve or build on or experiment with, whereas like Resident Evil Four. 
I don't know. I mean, there's there's of course things that you can improve, but I think it's I think it's just a touchier subject in general, and so right, and, and it, just, it just needs a le- remake less. Well, yeah, in well, that's what's what's funny is like these new remakes owe so much to four in a certain way, and like right. Resident Evil since four owes so much to four, and like. Honestly, the main changes they might even make are just, like, better graphics and you can move and shoot, you know? Yeah. And, like, they wouldn't even need to do much more than that. Like... I, I wonder... I mean, speaking of 4 Remake, how they would handle Ashley, right? I think yeah. there's a lot of room there to maybe make that better or more involved somehow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you, like, have more lengthy play-as-her chapters or something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of these things where, you know, with 1, 2, and 3, you're going from those kind of older, you know, more top-down, you know, fixed cameras and stuff. So there's a lot more to kind of re-envision there and and distance itself from what the original was. Whereas you take something like 4 and it's it's just, you're just going to get straight-up comparisons. (laughs) You're going to get people walking to, like, the same area or whatever, the same characters and put them side by side and um, which isn't probably a bad thing like they'd probably eat that up like they would love to see that on twitter you know sure i just what i'm just saying is it's like it's going to be a lot harder to um say to like oh well this is kind of like a very separate thing than that it's like no this is like a better version or a worse version of four yeah (laughs) yeah what i would like to see if they were to make a, a big change is like smooth out the pacing a little better in four maybe like because four definitely feels like it's got like three endings you know like (laughs) you think it's gonna end and then it's like oh there's a castle and then you think it's gonna end you're like oh there's a lab or whatever uh if they could like make it flow just a little more not saying it doesn't flow pretty well already but yeah yeah I'm curious how they hope... handle goofy parts of the game, like yeah. the minecart and stuff. Mr. Kennedy. That game is pretty damn goofy. That, that game is just super goofy. goofy. Yeah. It is. It's goofball. super goofy. It's also, in a way, like the most violent Resident Evil ever got. Oh, like, yeah. There's deaths. so many deaths yeah. that yeah. I feel like Capcom sort of walked back on after that. So I don't, I, 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 I'm curious whether it would be, you know quite as much there going on but i can't help but notice that resident evil code veronica remake was potentially rumored the last couple of days and all we're talking about is re4 right now is well, this I, I, was, <laughs> you know, like, I was about to talk about veronica because the the thing that's weird to me is four was rumored first yeah. veronica rumored earlier this week and it's like well really they should put out veronica first yeah because <laughs> sure. like for the story for a lot of reasons uh which is weird because if they are both being rumored right now does that imply that they're both being worked on or is there no credence to this rumor at all i mean there's probably two teams doing yeah like but then there's two and three there's got to be a third team because they're doing resident evil 8 it's like how many capcom's a big big corporation who's working on dragon's dogma 2 brad Uh, Isuno is working on it by himself. Yeah, yeah he's by himself. Coveronica, uh, the remake. I mean, visually, Resident Evil Two remake and Resident Evil Three remake, Resident Evil Three remake are pretty outstanding. And what's one of the cool things about Coveronica is the environments. Uh, like seeing that prison 
in the RE engine would be fantastic. That creepy, like, manner that you go to that is still creepy, even with mm-hmm. PS2 graphics. Imagine that in the RE2 engine, or the, the Resident Evil engine, the RE engine. And then, like, the Antarctic base. Like, imagine... Because there's a, there's a scene where you go and the giant spider is under the ice and you walk over it. Fuck that. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's like there's no asset sharing here, you know? Like, two and three kind of, you know, shook hands every now and right, then, which right. is realizing, like, these it's just things happen around the same time. You know, some of the backgrounds and stuff like that, the environments, you know, might be uh, familiar. But, yeah, these are two very different yeah. games, completely different casts. Um, and so the report I'm reading, which seems to be one of the earlier sources, um, it's uh, it's pinning Resident Evil 8 for 2021 and Code Veronica for 2023. Oh, wow. And no mention of 4? RE4 is uh, Christmas. No, they had mentioned 4, but they don't put it in that timeline. In the, yeah, it's going to be like reason. 20 years since 4 came out by the time the remake comes out. Oh, wait, I... no, yeah, 2022 is when it's saying for 4. I think I'm most excited for Resident Evil 8, though. Well, yeah, because we, we have no idea what it could be. Well, I mean, we have the rumors, and they sound off the wall yeah. in a really cool way. Rumors so that, are true. that it's first person, but it used to be a uh, um, Revelations 3. Yeah. Those rumors? But just how it's dealing with the occult and, like, witches oh. and werewolves and stuff. Yeah, it's very yeah. werewolves. It's huh. like Dang. Four, four was supposed to be. Yeah. But that, I mean, even RE4 has kind of Blair Witch vibes of just yeah. kind of like off the beaten path. Yeah. My car that is forest. broken. We're stuck. Um, uh, yeah, I... Pinch me, uh, please. More uh, yeah, right? <laughs> but it's just the thing about Code Veronica is it's like, that's it. Like, you got RE1, 2, 3, RE0, which again, I wonder if RE0 and Code Veronica are just, like, despite, you know, what the quality of one versus another, there's just those games every, you know, even hardcore um, Resident Evil fans might have missed uh, and might not generally have as much interest as other things in going back and replaying but if we're getting RE4 remake and all of this stuff uh, Code Veronica, that's that's all that's left you know, it's, you gotta get into like Dead Aim and you know, yeah. Umbrella Chronicles <laughs> and stuff like that, I don't see Revelations getting uh, this treatment but um, any excuse to bring Resident Evil on here, apologies, Michael Huber is not on the podcast this week uh this is interesting. Uh, Tencent is now handling System Shock Three. Uh, hey. Yeah, so Tencent, we know you know them, you love them. They own more things you probably realize. And it, the game was previously handled by Other Side Entertainment, and then it was going to be published by Starbreeze, but Starbreeze backed out, and now they're handing it on to Tencent. Hmm. And obviously, Tencent's making lots of fascinating, beautiful content, but single player stuff is not necessarily. Uh, what they're known for, System Shock 3's kind yeah. of had a tumultuous development. Good news, bad news? No news? It's certainly news. It's I something. see, it's I see like, what you have to say there, Ian. It's not, <laughs> like you hear, it's not like you hear Tencent get something and you're like jumping up and down with joy. You're not like, oh yes, my favorite, great. Yeah. I'm, I'm super confident in the future of this thing. You're uh, like, how are they going to monetize it? <laughs> yeah, I... Well... I'm I'm searching through to see what I can find out, but in like System Shock Three has been around for a while. Like the yeah, email that came up with stuff. Yeah. Like twenty seventeen. Yeah. Ooh. 
to answer your question, Ian, I'm dying to know how they're going to sell this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's keeping me up at night. Uh, because I did, I really do uh, enjoy the System Shock franchise. I haven't, like, finished these games, but uh, these games always came up when we did lots of features back at Game Trailers, and um, I think there's just a lot of really special stuff going on there, potentially, and there's just a lot of franchises that are coming back and doing a lot of really exciting things, and it just seems weird to kind of get a handle on where... Yeah, where this is and why they would be interested in it. What, well, you what see, What's the value here see, for Tencent? You see Riot is going into, like, they've announced more, like, I mean, some of them are, are smaller team, uh, you know, multiplayer games. Like, that one that looked, they showed it for, like, two seconds. It looked like Diablo, kind of, in, by that, like, other outside studio. I don't remember any of the details, but... Um, it seems as though they they are wanting to expand on the riot side like into mm-hmm. more like one to four player content um and i mean like from 10 10 perspective i'm sure they're kind of just the money here uh you know i don't see them i mean maybe they are i don't know maybe they're taking a more active development role but that doesn't seem to be what 10 cent often does so Maybe they just saw promise in it and are paying for it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's definitely outside of their general wheelhouse for sure. What would be cool is if, and I doubt this, but it'd be really cool if it's going like meta and like the AI in this one or something represents like a giant multinational corporation <laughs> that you're fighting and it's like Tencent themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Blood, I tried to sniff this one, and I, I didn't smell anything. It's just so strange that Tencent would be... They haven't really said a heck of a lot about it. You know, I uh, found out way more about Starbreeze leaving and uh, just kind of what was what's going on. Uh, in, in other news, Night Dive, which is working on a remake of the first System Shock for modern consoles, still owns the System Shock IP. It's just specifically System Shock 3. Hmm. So is that because it's going great and they're going to be excited about this thing potentially making them money or they have franchise goals or they're thinking about making another game after System Shock 3 or they want to fix it? I have no idea. I just Was think this it's one kickstarted or was that a different remake that was kickstarted back in the day? I don't think so. Are you thinking about the System Shock remake? Yeah. Yes, that's that- uh, Night Dives. Oh, the, yeah, okay. The, the remake. Yeah, because I'm looking at the Eurogamer report now, and it's yeah, it's it's interesting because like it looks like it was initially announced in December 2015, um, and then Starbreeze is having issues in 2018, and so other side kept doing it on their own, but they're like so small that they, it looked like they were kind of looking for somebody to kind of help them out, but now it's not clear whether other side will actually be involved or if Tencent's just taking everything off their hands. So crazy. Yeah, Night Dive. Yeah, Night Dive re-releases some sweet stuff, <laughs> like Blood and Seventh Guest, and I have no mouth and I must scream. Anyway, sorry. Doom sixty four. I guess yeah. My expectations. I'm. T- it's it's tricky for me to know where to set them in terms of, uh, you know, if this is going to speed along the process or, um, yeah. Well, it sounds like they have funding, at least, for whatever they're going to do with it. Right. Yeah, whether they're involved or not. The, yeah, the there will be is, money now. This has got backing. Um, but yeah, it's curious, because it, it could either speed things up, or it could be 
throw it all out in the trash and we'll make a different system sock yeah. three get this one game out the door and see how it does does not seem like a 10 cent move to me it just seems yeah. like maybe they want to integrate this into stuff that they're already doing or um one of the fascinating things about 10 cent is how much they dabble they don't own you know 100 a lot of things they just kind of you know oh they i mean they do own plenty but there's just a lot of things that they only own part of and so it's interesting for them to go all in just specifically on a franchise that what, was in trouble but what's weird is the other side tweet uh where they say we're happy to announce that tencent will be taking the franchise forward as a smaller indie studio it's been challenging for us to carry out the project on our own it's like they're not they don't say they're still doing anything on it. Right. Yeah. To me, this sounds like Tencent just bought an IP and is going to let it die. <laughs> Aw. I can't leave the conversation on that note. That is very dire, <laughs> though. That is very system shock, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Die. I don't know. I don't know why they'd buy it, though, and just not do anything with it. Yeah. Like, maybe if not now, they might have some plans for it in the future, I guess. We'll find out. That's the easy answer. Yeah. System Shock MOBA. Yeah. We just have to wait. But I couldn't wait to talk about Tencent. And now, a word from our sponsor. Men, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. No more cuts and nicks with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. So many people have written in stories about how the Lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They've even included pics so we can see the smoothness for ourselves. And they're not kidding. You need to try this out for yourself. Ian, try this out for yourself. Still still good? Still holding yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. It's not just for balls either. I use it on my whole damn body. So that 90 minute battery is pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> so you love your whole damn body as much as your balls. You're an, you're an equal opportunity shaver. Uh, my feelings about both are probably around the same <laughs> level. Yeah. Get 20% off free shipping with the code allies20 at manscaped.com. Your balls, all our balls. Well, thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code allies20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code allies20, your partner, your balls. Well, thank you. And our other sponsor get the official name, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, otherwise known as NAMI. We're all facing a lot of uncertainty right now, but if we face it together, we'll make it through. While we have to stay physically apart, it's more important than ever to stay close to one another, reach out to friends and family. So send a text or pick up the phone. We want to remind you that if you need support, you can reach out to NAMI, the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization, to get support for yourself and learn how to support others too. Visit NAMI.org, that's N-A-M-I.org, or call 1-800-950-NAMI, that's 1-800-950-6264. You are not alone. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Easy Allies, not just for balls. Mm-mm. <laughs> for help, 
for making people feel better. Whether you have to shave your balls or get people on the phone, whatever it takes. We'll get you there. Play multiplayer games? We'll get you, <laughs> we'll get you there. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it together. Uh, I like having you guys. I like talking to you guys. That makes me feel better. Uh, finally, one last news story. Valorant will launch in the quote-unquote majority of regions worldwide on June 2nd. And just like we're talking about how you would possibly roll out a Resident Evil remake or several, uh, what the heck Tencent's doing with System Shock, uh, and how Mafia is rolling out, uh, I just wonder kind of where we're at with Valorant right now, uh, following the beta, and where we think this game is going to be uh, when it launches. If we Now that we know the launch date, like looking back at... Because I can, this was pretty much a, a, a unique scenario in terms of how Valorant was shown to the world and how people got access to it, so on. The way mm-hmm. Valorant rolled out was so smart and worked so, so well. It's, I mean, it is the new hotness, and it feels like it engineered that perfectly. I mean, people seem to be genuinely enjoying it, but the, the, the way that they did it with getting behind Twitch streamers and then, like, the way the drops work on Twitch and just generating interest and making it part of the conversation and making mm-hmm. it feel so big. Um, and then the positive impressions that are coming out as well. But like it, it, everything has come out. There, there seems to be a lot of heat behind well, that. And, and step two of how to get the beta is watch streams on Twitch. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, I just checked and I still didn't get the beta. I guess I didn't watch any streams though, so it's fair. If you're not Tencent, if you're not Riot, if you're not Valorant, why not do this? Should you do this? Is this kind of is this something that can be repeated? Is this something only Riot can do? I think it requires a certain level of scale. Yeah. Uh, that Riot easily fits into. Yeah. Like I could see Valve doing this or something, or like Blizzard, but you gotta be a big boy to do something like this. Was it a risk? No. 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 Not at all. All these hoops know. that people had to jump through. I mean, I think that could have been that could have backfired. I don't know. Like the 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 hoop, I guess, is you just watch a stream for a little bit. I guess. I think, yeah, they could have done like open beta. I guess, but it, it kind of made it feel more exclusive. I guess when people always want to be a part of something, they can't. Yeah. So I think that did help generate a lot of buzz. It definitely gave it the the illusion of exclusivity without being that restrictively exclusive right and i mean we're talking about beta right so a lot of the times we have closed betas all the time Mm -hmm. and they have a limited number of slots that they can put in there right and so this is just a different way of going about distributing those codes yeah and it's it's a it's a it's great because it's it serves two purposes right it's it's a beta test and it's an advertising campaign yeah all all at the same time and like yeah, you can't ask for something better than that. You don't just stay in early access like Fortnite forever? You don't just, <laughs> yeah, just dangle that, that carrot? No, it's, it's not early out. access. No. <laughs> is, that, is, it, is it smart for Valorant to launch? Is anything we're still going to be talking about Valorant after? I wonder because uh, um, ESPN, love going to ESPN from a video game news. This is great. Lead Valorant developer Anna Donlin told ESPN, we're going to launch with a second game mode, but we're putting a beta tag on that mode. Mm-hmm. And the article went on to talk a lot about how they're, even though they are quote unquote launching, they're like, we're launching this thing that we've made better from the beta, and then we're just going to keep doing a lot of stuff, which the division is saying, which, you know, obviously like Monster Hunter, there's lots of games that have that. Um, 
design, but it's it's really kind of a limited range of what has been successful. That is is what launching is what is launching on June second. Will that meet everyone's expectations? Do you think everyone kind of has a solid idea of what to expect next month from this game? I think that I think that the the more large companies that do things like this, I think that the very concept of what a game coming out even means is is going to continue to shift because like mm-hmm. this is the smartest way to roll valorant out is like put out that mode that you beta tested and then like say it's out so you get another second wave of publicity and right. then yeah add on more modes and more modes to to treat it like living content like ongoing content when really it's just finishing your game you know and it's like i think that a lot of games fortnite this maybe even smaller single player games who knows like in the future we might not see the words beta or early access but that's just like how certain kinds of games will come out you know i wonder yeah i don't think that this works for like single player content and stuff i think probably not you know i think the advantage of multiplayer game is you know you 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 hop in there for your match you know and then it's you know, it's you're, st- you're sort of repeating the same thing over and over, um, but at the same time, every, it's always different, right? Whereas, like a single-player game. Uh, oh, I had this issue with Final Fantasy 15, right? Like, I finished Final Fantasy 15, and they're like, "Okay, here's this episode for Ignis, and here's this episode for Arden." And I'm like, "I'm, I'm, I'm done." You know, <laughs> like I've played the game. I'm not gonna try to catch up on the parts of the story you didn't give me already. Um, but like an what, early, an early yeah. version of this is. Final Fantasy VII remake, in a sense, like if you if you think about it in a different way, where it's like it is one big game coming out episodically, you know, like we're I'll still using that terminology. Determine that of, when I see what part two looks well, like. Well, we're still using the terminology of parts, right? But I'm saying like 10, 15 years from now, like that just might be how games happen. Like you you buy a game and then you get, you know, new parts every week or whatever, and that's just how games. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of similarities between Valorant and Apex Legends, and I think mm-hmm. if you kind of analyze the success of both, uh, you really see how smart some of these people are. Because like with Apex Legends, they were like, "Yeah, we didn't want to like get too far out ahead of it because if we say like hey, it's a new battle royale game from EA, people are going to eat us alive," yeah. and they're right. And so it was just kind of upon us, and you didn't have to deal with those preconceived notions. You just had people getting their hands on it, getting into the nitty-gritty, saying, like, oh, it feels great. And I feel very similarly to Valorant's rollout, where it's just kind of upon us. And because I I think on a service level, you say, like, here's a hero shooter that on the surface is very similar to Counter-Strike. Like, that's not necessarily that exciting. Um, But watching people play it and get really into it and stream it regularly, I think that has a, a, a much better effect on perception. Almost 3 million people are playing it daily, according to Riot. Yeah. It peaked at 1.7 million viewers on Twitch, which you all wow. probably know. Um, but yeah, I wonder, I mean, should I know characters from this, Ben? Have they been pushing that at all with Valorant? Of like, this, these are our leads. Because like, when you bring up Apex, like I definitely, I only played like two hours and 15 minutes of Apex. And I yeah. like know a lot of those characters just because I can't get away from those, those ads and um, a lot yeah. of that you know, heavy sponsorship. I guess they don't need to do that for Valorant. It's like, 
it's it, it's like it's like Riot's playing a survival horror game. You know, like they they got for some reason they get through that boss fight with just one first aid spray. Like they just really laser focus their marketing toward exactly the people that are going to be obsessive about it right. and just let everybody else kind of kind of trickle in when they're ready. Um, so yeah, is this uh, what's the roadmap for Valorant? Is this is it going to just was it a big explosion that's just going to kind of slowly keep rippling, I mean, or is it are we they're going to be more you know peaks and valleys? It's going to follow probably the League of Legends model, just adding things slowly over time. Because, it, I mean, it's the same, like, pay model. It's free to play, but there's, like, cosmetics you can buy. So they're just probably going to take what works with League of Legends and just carry it over to this. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting, too, and, I mean, time will tell if this is how they do it, but how they said that they're releasing a second game mode as beta, I'm assuming they mean within the actual game and not on, like, a PTR, like, public test realm server because, like, Overwatch, you know, whenever they introduce something new, it goes on the PTR for a, a week or a month or however long before being introduced into the real game. It'd be kind of an interesting thing if this game is just, you know, one thing and it's just, like, you click on the thing in the menu that's the beta not open up a whole other version of the game to test stuff out, you know? I like that better. Um, and also, I think characters matter less in this because you can use whatever gun you want, right? Yeah. So it's like just just their individual skills that are different, yeah. not their weapons. Yeah. But yeah. The uh, man, the increasing power of influencers and how that plays into video game rollouts is really fascinating to me. Yeah, it is. Specific video games. I think yeah. that's like part of the skill is not just how you structure all of that stuff, but knowing what games to attack those specific mm-hmm. uh, right. audiences, knowing who those people are. It's fun well, to see people uh, make, you know, like pretend to be that too i've been playing like lots of weird mobile games and like ads will roll in and they have like f- actors who are clearly like pretending <laughs> to be streamers i'm like ha, ha, ha. it's well, hilarious it's funny because i saw a talk back at gdc a few years ago by ska studios they were talking about salt and sanctuary i think and um they were like they showed a graph of their sales and they were like there's this giant spike in the middle and it's like and then it stayed up you know and they were like and here's where uh, a streamer streamed it and then the rest is history, you know, like, uh, so you asked before if this model of like, get the thing, force people to watch it on Twitch could work for smaller studios. And I think it could with the right circumstance of like, you have to be a certain size or bigger, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you yeah. have to be blizzard huge, but you definitely can't be like a game. No one's ever heard of by people. No one's ever heard of. Like, I just don't think you'd get the attention, but I, I, I do it's... believe that there would be a, a nexus of, like, a big enough initial push and then the right people streaming it. You could go huge with this. I think it's a blessing and a curse because that that's sort of how Twitch works already. Like, a lot of people yeah. watch specific people on Twitch for, for a very specific reason or for a very specific game or type of game where it's like, I watch this person because they're really good at first-person shooters or I watch this person because all they do is stream Souls-like games or primarily. And so it's like, well, if your game naturally fits into one of those slots, that makes sense for promotion. But I think yeah. there's just inherently a lot less interest if you're like some kind of new weird thing that maybe doesn't fit into that like channel's brand or like isn't as streamable i think like, you you just don't have that avenue available to you in the same way where it's like 
oh, because then you have your audience getting upset where it's like, oh, why are you playing this? This this isn't why I watch you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also this week, the skaters in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake will be their current age. Oh Whoa. my god, yes. This is awesome. That's is awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> old dudes right They're all around. like 45 or I love plus. it. I mean, old question, you know, in, you know, parentheses, but um, most sports, yeah, you know, uh, you know, gobble up, chew up, spit out a lot of these guys. You know, is they, it will, to, they will be that age no matter what, or it's like a toggle? Like I think I, that's it. Yeah, those are the characters wow. in game. I mean, they might alive? have skins and weird effects and stuff. Um, uh, I don't. I don't I know the so. list. I'm not caught up on all of those gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, but I think, and I think Tony Hawk just landed at 900 or something. Yeah. There, like there was some. Yeah, he's still doing it, man. He can still do it. Still flying. Uh, Tony Hawk's great. <laughs> uh, I love this, Ian. I got a very serious question for you. So Mo Yang is now Mo Yang Studios. Should we just Easy Ally Studio up? Should we do it? Is it well, time, that, like that was what we were saying should be the name of our like narrative design branch, right? <laughs> well, we and we said we have two studios in the office, so technically we are yeah we are using yeah. studios plural. We can do two and now things we have simultaneously. Eight we're all all of our homes are studios, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so Whoa. ten if you count the two studios Whoa, that we have at dude. the studio. Ian, could we have backlot tours? Oh yeah, just you know what I mean. You just drive around. We drive everybody around L.A. and they just like <laughs> drive by. They can wave at Bloodworth as they drive by his house. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Gen Con 2020 was canceled, um, along with everything else. But that's what makes me uh, happy about Evo still going strong. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 got a friendship trailer that showed off Melina. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, what's going on, Ben? Explain this to our audience, because this is hilarious and slightly confusing to me. I can't tell if... It's hilarious and cruel, for sure. I can't tell if Ed is, like, really in control of all of that, or if he's like, I wish people would kind of tone down a little bit. Or if he's just loving it, like Ed seems like he has a pretty good sense of humor. If you follow him on Twitter, he he seems to have like a pretty good perspective on things. But yeah, Melina is in Katana's friendship, and they showed that off in the trailer. And people, understandably, really, 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 really want to play Melina, uh, despite the fact that she died in MKX. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude. people people really love Melina as a character. She's she's you know, one of the more recognizable MK characters, and (laughs) the Mortal Kombat Twitter got out there, and they were like, yes, she's in the friendship, no, you can't play as her. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's funny and sad at the same time. Like, if anybody's salty about this, I get it. Is it just going to continue to be funny and sad? Is that is that what you're? Should we crank it up to funny more, or should we drop it down to sad and just kind of break, you know, be honest with everybody? Where do we go from here? I love when companies <laughs> troll. So. I mean, it depends on how much you love Melina. I think if you're, like, yeah. not dying to play as Melina, it might be more funny. And if you are, it might just be sad. I have a shocker. According to Bioware, Anthem's next upgrade is a long, long way away. Surprise. <laughs> Wait, it's still getting updates? Yeah. Which, again, that's, like, the, the you know, like what's worse? You know, they got something, they're getting something this week that doesn't work well, or they're taking their time. But, uh... People are still going to be stuck playing the current version of Anthem. Serious Sam 4 is launching in August of this year, coming to Stadia before PS4 and Xbox One. Whoa. I don't know if that's that wild for Serious Sam. I mean, Stadia is like, like a custom PC, so... But I th- really 
thought you were going to say Stadia sucks. I mean, <laughs> Stadia sucks. I thought that was I mean, going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like Crow Team because of uh, Talos principles, so whatever they want to do, I guess. Yeah, is this harmless? Just like, well, whatever. Yeah. I assume that. they got some money and companies that yeah. make games getting money is usually good. Yeah. Oh, so. I hope they got money for this. <laughs> I think that's one of those double take headlines where I just kind of like read through everyone and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like that doesn't that's just a, mm-hmm. that's just one of those things that happens just dial ready was announced which is from the goat simulator devs mm-hmm. uh which is old people flipping around and what it it looks different than goat simulator it's like a different style a little more cartoony yeah but it's also super gory so you like have these like the, the character models were like their, their torso is gone. They're just legs walking around with a spine spewing blood. So it's just... A cartoon totally... like Team Fortress Gordy, you know? Like yeah. Not, not really over the top. Uh, uh, also, there was, a, there was a point in the trailer where uh, he went through some guy's apartment and the, the guy in the apartment was naked and very hairy and uh, the physics of his hand got stuck to the guy's naked crotch. Um, yeah, that, that, that trailer goes places. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I gotta watch this trailer. The crotch is blurred out, oh. but I imagine it would not be hard to mod to, to take the little yeah, give it two days. pixel thing away. Yeah, oh yeah. Take Probably the link off your must-watch list, Ian. Just, it's just it's blurred for it. the trailer, maybe. Yeah, Could we be. can only hope. Borderlands Three: Bounty of Blood: A Fistful of Redemption was announced. Mm. Uh, that is a Western-themed uh, new expansion to Borderlands. How's Borderlands doing with those expansions, Blood? There are so many, I'm losing track. This well, is I mean, like that's the expected. third or fourth one. Yeah, I would like, say third. I mean, is that... They usually get like eight or something crazy, right? Or like, yeah, but not like rapid fire like this. I, oh. just, I don't feel like they've, they've been this fast with them in the past. I could be wrong, but I it's it's like they just had the Hammerlock one, and now here's another one. But, you know, some games are getting delayed. Some things we're waiting for announcements for lineups of new next-gen consoles. Is this the time to really, like, you know, dive deep into... Borderlands? What is this? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, Might as if well. you like Borderlands, yeah, for sure. That's I a, mean, just, just, there's plenty to do. It's yeah. an excellent they've answer. Tw- they've tweaked like the uh, the stuff that comes like post game stuff as well. They've made that a little better. So cool. The next trailer for Christopher Nolan's Tenet will premiere in Fortnite. Because why not? I think it yeah. already did. I watched what's... a new trailer. Oh. Uh, it was pretty cool. I think we should premiere like easy allies phase five in fortnite that's right what I think. yeah <laughs> we'll get epic on the horn yeah do we know anybody know? doom eternal several uh, doom eternal is removing anti-cheating software following a pc player yeah. backlash mm-hmm. wow um, yeah i don't know if, cheat or i don't what? know if that affects right <laughs> i mean i don't know if that affects anybody but like there's just a lot of times we hear about companies staying strong with stuff like this or just kind of being like we, you know we, we the made these statement decisions. is really weird it is weird it's a weird statement because they go through it and they're like, okay, so people put together that when, you know, the cheat stuff went in, that it also, like, made the game run worse. Yeah. And, like, oh, but actually the game runs worse because of these other things that we changed. So we're going to patch that and fix that. But we're also taking out the, the anti-cheat. And, like, but wait, so the anti-cheat wasn't the problem, but you're taking it out anyway. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. It's hard to follow. Speaking of super weird announcements, specifically the word, the verbiage, you dropped this on us, Blood. CBE Software has listened to their customers and made the unusual decision to remove content from their newly released title, Someday You'll Return, in favor 
of improving the overall game. After reading responses from customers, CBE Software made the decision to remove hours of gameplay content, improving the overall experience. After reading feedback from our customers, it became clear to us that some parts of the game, mostly in the second half, I'm dying to know about that second half now. We're not enjoyed as we had expected them to be. We took a long, hard look at the game and asked ourselves how we could make it better. While it is very important for us to remain true to our vision of the game, we felt that if there were ways we could make improvements with or without compromise, we should do this even if it means sacrificing months of hard work. Jan Kavan, CBE Software co-founder. Crazy. So wait, was it like yeah. objectionable or just boring and bad? Basically boring. It's like filler content. And they're like, let's cut this stuff out <laughs> Oops. Wow. and just streamline it. I just love months of work, hours of content, therefore improving the overall experience. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's just better. You know, not even like remove guides that point you in that direction or, or requirements that force you to do said content. It's like, just get it out of there. <laughs> it's just weird. What's nuts is that they're keeping some of it in there as like hidden content. So like if you if you oh. want to go play this stuff, it's it's there. You just got to know how to get to it. Fast wild. So you're ripping a page out of a menu at a restaurant. Like we're not doing pasta. <laughs> the pasta guy's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want the pasta, you got to go back there. Yeah, exactly. go over there. Because <laughs> the pasta was bad. Uh, Ubisoft and Capcom also. This was actually from last week. Uh, Capcom is doing well. Had sales data, and Ubisoft had sales data. But uh, it's a long podcast. Um, you can go check that stuff out Happy on your own if you want they're to. Well. They're doing great. Doing good. <laughs> yeah. Doing great. Ubisoft, uh, specifically, some of the news I saw was just that, you know, a lot of their biggest games were big sellers, and they were all the games that you would expect. It's time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. Pecked, 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 pecked. Bandana Boy, while stuck at home, I've been taking the time to catch up on my backlog. The classic I'm playing now is a total Brandon Jones joint, Final Fantasy VI for the Super Nintendo. Usually I prefer to play games with little to no outside assistance for walkthroughs, videos, etc. This was submitted last week. If you talk about Final Fantasy VI, it's not a, not going to guarantee that you get in that podcast. Maybe eventually that. High chance. High chance. <laughs> Uh, usually I prefer to play games with little to no outside assistance from walkthroughs, videos, etc. But Final Fantasy VI has a reputation for being an incredibly dense game with an iconic story and character moments that are easily skipped if specific, sometimes vague actions aren't taken. I decided to use a guide. However, I didn't just use IGN or GameFAQs to get me through my quest. Not a slight to those sites. I downloaded a PDF of the original Player's Guide, which mm -hmm. launched with the game in 1994, and I, it has been almost as much of a joy to read as the game has been to play. Shout out to the author, Peter Olofsson. I think I have this for being informative, funny, and leaving room for exploration. The book is also filled with colorful Amano art I've never seen before. With the help of this guide, I'm able to relax without missing parts of the games I might not have found until a second or third playthrough and enjoy discovering the world at my own pace. Is this FOMO, or do you miss detailed, art-filled, storytelling player's guides as much as I do? They are spoilery. I do have friends that like swear by them, that they're like, no, no, no if I'm playing a big RPG, I'm literally page by page. And it's like, yeah. well, that's kind of oddly spoilery. I don't know. Um... Uh, the one and, and, I had as a kid was Suikoden, because mm. I wanted to get all 108 stars, you know, and uh, I loved that book. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that you really miss from, like, strategy guides of the day is now, you know, there's like a cold efficiency to everything, where it's like, okay, <laughs> I need to look this thing up, the internet's just going to spit out the answer, whereas, mm -hmm. like, you know, you get a strategy guide, they might have, like, interviews in there, and art that you could scroll through and just like fun descriptions of things and so it was like a whole package of stuff not not just not just cold answers man 
Not yeah. to mention that it's a book, you know. And yeah, I get, yeah. I'm playing through Dark Souls two right now again for whatever reason, and uh, Huber got I you get, I get a yeah Huber got me. Uh, I get I get a similar experience of paging through a book and seeing something else and being like, oh, what is that? I gotta get to that uh, on the like Fextra Life wiki. If I'm looking up like, where's that dull ember again? Or like, because mm-hmm. it's Scholar of the First Sin, everything's moved around, so it's like, wh- what's going on? Uh, but then you see like some weird other name and you're like, well, oh, what? <laughs> and then you yeah, go down like a rabbit hole. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I actually just bought the Breath of the Wild strategy guide. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I was like, oh, next time I play that game, I'm going to have the actual book and go through and get all those damn Korok seeds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't really gone through it, but uh, I have the, the Bloodborne one that's like yeah. hardcover. Yeah, me that's too. really nice. It's a good one. Bloodworth. The art um, one or the the walkthrough one? It's a it's a strategy guide, but it's oh, like cool. Like I said, it's hard bound. It's really like nice. It's like an encyclopedia almost. Damn. I guess oh, there's just some that. games you know going in. Like I'm going to 100% this because I just mm. I guess you would have to know the franchise. You'd have to mm-hmm. know it's a sequel to something you're familiar with. Because like um, what was the Sea and Stars or the Starry Sea? What was the RPG that was just announced? See, I want to say Sea of Stars. Uh, and yeah, that that would be. I don't know. I don't know if that's a game necessarily. If, like I don't know anything about the story or this world to potentially be spoiled by that stuff. But I yeah. but I find though a lot of the times if I'm playing an RPG and I get stuck at one point like seventy percent through the game, it's a little scary and kind of tricky to find that point in any guide, whether it's a game sure. thing or on some site. It's like, oh, am I going to go too far and get spoiled? Am I going to go too far back and maybe miss things? Um, you know, even like doing video walkthroughs, I'm like, whoa, this person went a totally different direction. I don't even know where they're at in the game right now. So yeah, I mean, I definitely was using Game Facts guides for our Trials of Mana playthrough when we did the original, the Super mm-hmm. NES version, and like, that's a game where I would say it's pretty close to being required. It's just sure, yeah. There's some hard stuff to understand and figure out in that game um, that can be pretty obscure, and then it's just yeah, it just kind of like opened my eyes to like just how in-depth that class system is so just really like looking and trying to figure out like oh well what you know what class do i want to try out with this character and like you just see like all of these different opinions on how those things play out and you just and at the same time realizing that like these people have played this game like 30 times Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh sounds like you can't lose yeah, so, playing so. with a guy could be fun sometimes. Don't sweat it. Don't play sweat it. Play. Let's play a game. I'm going to play this game how I want to play. Joe Mags, being stuck inside has given me a lot more time to game and read, and that's also led to per- perusing online book and game retailers more often. This has led me to a revelation. Many things have similar titles. So here's the game. It's simple. I've listed 12 titles below, and you have to guess if this is the title of a game available to purchase on PSN or a romance novel on Amazon. In the sake <laughs> <Yes>. of fairness, <laughs> what a I, didn't include, I didn't include the titles of any dating sims on this list. Hope you enjoy it. Love and respect always. Joe from Jersey. Yeah. Good game, Joe from Jersey. Yeah, That's Joe funny. from Jersey. Some of these are. We got blood on, so you're listening to some of these. What the Wind Knows. What the romance wind knows. novel. Romance novel. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a Seems book. like a romance novel, but yeah, I don't know it. That's a novel. Where is my heart? Game. game. That is a game, yeah. Oh! Yeah. That is a game. Ben knows well, it. Okay. Ben's played this. Uh, pretty yeah, sure. Pretty it, sure. Uh, yeah. I, d- I just know it's a game. I don't 
think I've played it. Maybe no, you know it, Ben. All right, you own it. You <laughs> I made it. I made it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I capture the castle. Book. I capture the castle. I capture the castle. That's a book. The castle is is a lady. It game? sounds like a game, but maybe that's the, the trick. Yeah. I, I makes me think a book. Okay, book. Yeah, all right. Final answer, book. Y'all are doing pretty good. It's a book. <laughs> Flowers are dead. <laughs> Both. That <laughs> sounds like a game. I feel like I've heard of that. I'm going to say book. Yeah, I'll say book, too. I'll say game. That's a game. Ah. Flowers are dead. Where the bees make honey. That's oh, I game. played that. That's I cool know game. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a game. <laughs> they got you. Uh, Solo, Islands of the Heart. Book. It's like the it's like the Star Wars sequel we never knew. It's like right. I didn't know. Something. Also going to say book. I'm going to say book. Yeah, I guess book. <laughs> Finally got you. PSN baby. Damn. Solo, Islands of the Heart. Because that sounds like a franchise. You know, that sounds yeah. like they they really want to make a solo too. Exiles end. That's a game. That could be both. Sounds like a game. Yeah. <laughs> the authority from Bloodworth. It sounds like a game. It does sound like a game. Are you sure, Blood? What what romance novel is sure Exiles I, End? I, I'm pretty sure. Ah, you're, right. Like you're right. Don't that. look it up. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Where the forest meets the stars. Book? This also sounds familiar, but yeah, like this does game. this does sound familiar. I'm gonna say game. Yeah, it's a bug. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The brain's playing. Okay. A room where art conceals. A room where art conceals. A French film. Book. Book? Book. Yeah, that's PSN. Damn wow. it. <laughs> I hope it's a horror game. Yeah. I and me. I. There's that I again. I'm going to go with book. And me. Book? book yeah. I book. feel like it might be a game. I and me can be purchased on the PlayStation Woo. store. What uh, game is it? Shadow Flight. <laughs> Book. Game. Game? It's Book. It's tricky, yeah, because it's a book. You know, the shadows, the flight in there, you think. Yeah, it's start, too, you, flight simulator. You it's can, too obviously you can, a game You can game, hear so the feathers gonna... rustling. And finally, <laughs> Alpha's Blood. That's a werewolf sex book for sure. Book, yeah, 100%. <laughs> One can hope. Can Not you, specifically can we, romance, but we're I don't know if I can move books. on from this game without knowing. Because <laughs> Lord knows there are not enough books out there with werewolves having sex. <clears throat> Logan Taws. Recently, I felt like a genius. And let me tell you why. A few months ago, I bought a PS1 at a thrift store. And when I brought it home, it wouldn't power on. I took mm. the L because it was cheap, but kept it just in case. A few weeks later, I bought another PS1 and powered, and it powered on, but the sound chip was completely messed up. While fiddling with both PS1s a few days ago, I noticed the first one was actually a PAL PS1, and that's why it wouldn't turn on. So I put oh. the motherboard from the PAL PS1 into the NTSC PS1 that could turn on, and lo and behold, it works perfectly now. Didn't use a how-to guide to figure this out, and it felt pretty good. Have you ever had an I'm a genius moment like this? Could be a while fixing a console like I was, or even just in a really tough puzzle in a game. Love and respect, Logan Taz. Blood, you're the closest thing we have to a genius. Uh, any <laughs> any moments? No. Of revelation oh. like this? I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've definitely level. done a couple of these repair type things. Um, 
because I, I I did fix the GameCube fan at one point. I figured out like what the fan was and popped it open and swapped the fan. Um, although now I've got another issue that I'd probably send it in for. Um, and then, but probably the one that like more speaks to me a little bit is uh, when I'd first moved out to LA. Um, one of my friends mailed me uh, a, a you know cassette fan sub of like I think it was one of the Evangelion movies and he didn't pack it well so like cassette got smashed in the mail <laughs> um, so but I was able to like get one of my roommates and like what which one of these like home video tapes do you not need anymore and then I, I I unscrewed it and I like transferred the reels from one VHS to the other VHS and then I was able to watch. That's pretty cool. That's some anime. Awesome. Uh, I have an intuitive understanding of all things, so I feel like that all the time. But today I had the opposite of this when I felt really dumb because I'm reorganizing my room and I was moving my three tiered synth rack and I uh, didn't bother taking the modular since off the top of it and they fell on me <laughs> and it really hurt oh no and uh hopefully nothing is broken everything powered on they as in um, several all at once uh, yeah one of the cases hit me and a board hit me the other case hit the ground so i was pretty stressed out Damn. about it so i didn't feel like a genius then isn't that naked gun where he's trying to like saw the the rope tied around his hands and like the bowling ball and everything rolls off the top and like knocks out oh yeah the guy in the corner he gets like tarred and feathered <laughs> oh naked gun uh yeah i'm lucky at this point if i can get the snaps lined up on like milo's pajamas like then i'm just like yeah like first attempt um yeah genius is i feel bad brad's not jumping ben's not jumping well when you talk about <laughs> milo i have a little niece and nephew so i can relate jones they're, any victory they're squirmy any, man yeah I mean, anytime, anytime I can walk out of his room after I put him to, you know, down for a nap and he actually goes to bed, it's just like, it's like Rocky. I did it. <laughs> anytime That's I it. solve tech problems for my family, they treat me like a genius, but I'm True, not yeah. actually doing genius level work. It's but kind of dangerous, yeah. You, you don't want to fix things well for them, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want oh, to yeah. be the one that's yeah. known. No, it's too late for that. I am. I have utmost respect for like people who can calmly and clearly explain technical things because to me it's the most annoying thing to try to like ratchet back something that I just know how to do right. like intuitively and like break it down into steps that are simple enough for someone who has no clue to follow. Right. It's like not something I'm good at. That reminds I, me, Ian, I have some premiere questions to ask you after we're done recording. <laughs> the new one's got hardcore, hardware encoding, it, baby. The setting didn't show up Hardcore encoding. It was grayed Is out it, when I went to go test it, so I don't know if I have, to have an update. Are you on 14.2? Does your thing delete old versions? No, does it really? Is that the new fun glitch with the new update, or is that... No, no, no. It's it supposed if, to do that. If you don't... If you, if you tell it to keep old versions and use your old shortcuts, there's a good chance you're just opening an old Premiere and the new Premiere mm. is sitting unused on your computer. Hmm. Yeah, that's Adobe fun fun tip right there. Yeah. Adobe fun Found tip. that out like two years late. Yeah. I, I didn't mean that to actually but be a thing. 14.2 is the one with hardware encoding. You were going to say something, sir. He said it. Did you? I Fixing know. tech stuff. Fix te well, yeah. Family members. Yeah, I mean, like, there have been moments in games where I figured something out and felt good, but nothing like, 
Nothing is really popping out as distinct yeah. like the, the Blood Wars story. The opposite of feeling good. L and R, I have a wonderful friend problem. You'll likely know what friend I'm talking about before I get too far, but here's my predicament. My buddy from college loves games and hasn't stopped loving them despite getting married, having a kid, and living in a household where he is the sole game enthusiast. But maybe because of this, he is constantly reaching out to our circle of friends and convincing us to buy the newest game he's stoked to play. I stood in line for hours for the midnight release of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and got drive-by berated by Halo Boys when I hadn't yet played a single moment in either series for his friend. Did this again for Halo 4, ironically. But then... And here's the crux. He loses interest and patience for the game within a week, and we're left holding our controllers and Mountain Dew cap codes, knowing he's going to come calling again. He's just so gosh darn charismatic, we jump in every time. We don't mind. We're getting to play great games because of him, but we lose so quickly and our wallets are weeping in loss. What do we do? How do we tell our friend that he is a gaming dasher? Many thanks <laughs> amidst love and respect. Marv, a.k.a. L and R. Is this something, yeah, should they just roll with it, or is this, is this something that needs to be addressed? Oh, this I'd is say, Huber, obviously, right? I mean, I'm glad Huber's not on. But, like, Brad. <laughs> Brad, you oh, dealt with this just, with Huber, Yeah, right? I just say no. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just you, you right. put him... Yeah, I'm like, nah. You have an intervention. I feel like... I, I, I fall into both camps where, like, I'm very easy to convince to get something. Like, you can hype me up to get <laughs> something pretty easily. And then I'm also hyping other people up. To get stuff can, as well. So. Can confirm, I love hyping Ben's up about stuff to get stuff. Oh, good story. Good segue. Okay, so one time Brad and Huber and I went to this game store in LA. And I saw some things that I wanted. And Brad, without missing a beat, no hesitation, was just like, oh, just buy them. I'll just get it. And <laughs> within this, in the span like, of like five minutes, I spent $100. Yeah, he's like, oh, these are so cool. I, I want these. I was yeah. like, just get them, dude. Yeah. Just buy them. You just feel like I had like, this little devil on my shoulder. And you were like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Was Spend Ben money, Spend Ben's money, was that at EZA or was that a game trailer? That was thing? game trailer. That was game trailer. Oh, yeah, that was thanks for playing. Or we yeah. just follow you around. Well, no, but specific, like, a, like, a, like a series, you know what I mean? Like like one of us oh. just goes to any store. It can be anything. It can be ramen. It can be, you know. Oh, yeah. Like all sorts of different things. And you How win much if you money? get Ben to spend money. Yeah, you're just there Everybody wins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's time for bets, and not everybody can win. Uh -oh. Only one of us can win. But we don't know who's going to win next week. Next week's bet, Minecraft Dungeons. 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 Minecraft Dungeness Crabs. Dungeness Crabs. <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons launches on May 26th. I'm going to look at the last 10 reviews on OpenCritic.com. How many times will I see the word block or blocks? Single or multiple. Multiples of the blocks there. Ian. Multiple. The multiple. I wrote... 16. You can't see it. It's blown out. Damn it, Ian. Oh. But I believe you. If I shade it. There we go. Yay. 16 blocks. I still can't see anything, but sure. Brad, what? I could I see that see there it. is writing. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, okay, there we go. There we go. Brad, what's it going to be? 10. 10? Okay. One per review. Ben? Oh, nice. I also wrote... Oh, you can't see it. <laughs> I also wrote 16. What? <laughs> Uh, Mr. That's Bloodworth. bad for us. Yeah, yeah oh, that's right. bad. Um, I put I put thirty one. Oh Whoa! my god. Oh okay. So if there's sixteen, I'm thirteen. So I'm just a little, just a little bit below so theirs. So we got a... But Brad's at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Say oh, yeah. cubes or something else. <laughs> uh, cubes. Lock those in. Uh, I didn't lock them in last week. Oh, you didn't. Oh shoot, I didn't. dude. I thought you did. 
It didn't. Ah, uh, boy, that sucks. The number of times that I've forgotten to prompt guests to break out of the frame trap <laughs> must be in the hundreds at this point, so don't feel bad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just just having a perfect record just felt really good. That's running wild already. It's <laughs> yeah. only been a couple weeks. Um, Damn. And it was social di- with social distancing, you know, like I had it was a whole. Are the bets social distancing? It was a bet. No, I couldn't, but I had to, you know. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot to do my bets effect. Oh, geez. <laughs> Last week's bet the wonderful 101 remastered launched on 513. How long are the end credits? Uh, I bet oh, yeah. three minutes and 40 seconds. Daniel Bloodworth bet eight minutes and 43. Ian bet seven minutes and 30. <laughs> Michael Damiani bet five minutes even. Brad Ellis bet three minutes even. Uh, ben, you're a big fan of uh, uh, the Wonderful 101. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, Platinum in general. How long? Any, any guesses there on how long the end credits are to the Wonderful 101 remastered? Total guess, uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes, just underneath Bloodworth's bet. At 8 minutes, 43 seconds, which is the closest to 9 minutes, 58 seconds. And there were a lot of people in the comments that were like, I know this right away. I haven't even played Wonderful 101 or Remastered, but they're like, Platinum credits are huge, man. They're like, they do... Wait, Blood (laughs) had the longest? Blood had the the highest bet? What was the actual time? It was 9 minutes? 9 minutes, 58, and Blood at 8 minutes. This next second was Ian with 7.30. I thought I had the high bet on this one. Dang. Yeah. I forgot. Dang. Um... But, yeah, apparently they're all long and elaborate, and we should have known. Dude, um, I haven't played a Platinum game forever. But this was fun. Yeah, you know, we learned these things, especially within credits, and uh, sometimes with trailers you can predict, depending on what company is making them. But you never really know. One thing that I know is that our scores, for right now, are Jovial Penguins, zero. Uh, Wait, what is our thing? Uh, just make bird-like oh, noises. Jovial Penguins, zero. We just did it. Okay, sorry. Well, I just spent. I didn't know. Uh, Astonished Scorpions three. <gasps> uh, way to go, Blood. We gotta three get zero. a better. We gotta get a better sound. That this get... is too good. Yeah. Who picked this animal? I I did. Then <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come up with it. We should all. We should all in unison, really cheerfully say it could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. Every time at the same time. Or one of you could say it in the because some of you could do sound effects. See, that's the thing. If there's three of you, you can do multiple layers of sound effects and music. There's lots of stuff. So Blood and I aren't doing the same thing, you know? Like, we're, yeah. Just suggestions. I mean, you guys can I mean, one of them. No, You're winning, I, ain't ta- so. I ain't taking it. Uh, we're winning for now. Uh, let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. First of all, thanks so much for for listening to this podcast. If you would like to know more about Easy Allies, you can go to patreon.com slash easy allies. If you would like to support the Easy Allies, you can go to patreon.com slash easy allies. For a monetary reward of just $5 or above, you get this podcast early and you get to be involved in Love and Respect, which which we just handled, and Gaming Gladiators, which was our weekly bit at the beginning of the episode. And uh, you can just be a part of uh, Easy Allies in this podcast in fun ways. You can also be a part... Somebody's, somebody's snickering. What? <laughs> you said monetary reward, which I guess is a reward for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reward what? us. A with reward your money. involving money, right? It's, right? Yeah. Isn't that how you word that? I mean, I feel like it's a reward. I wonder if I should, like, script this because, like, Kyle was really pushing near the end. He was just like, let me say, 
Patreon is just like some yeah. way that he could word it that he hadn't worded it, worded Kyle it literally had senioritis for two hundreds years. of times yeah. before. <laughs> um, so some of these things I might script, and some of the stuff I might wing it. But uh, you know of what course, I was just thinking. You know what we should do? We should we should move like the bet results to after this to to dangle a carrot to keep people listening. Oh. You know they don't like to listen to well, patreon.com. You never know. Seattle's. I assume they listen to everything, but we got other rewards and we can talk we talk about the blood pact. We can talk about other things while we got everything. I would already. bail. We can talk about reaction shots. <laughs> All right. been gone already. Uh what we do have to talk about, however, because uh they're the big wigs, they're the head honchos, the big cheeses, are shout outs. Mm. And before I'm done with these, I want cheese now. Ian, you're going first. I'm going after Ian. Blood, you're going after me. Brad, you're going after Blood. And Ben, you are last but not least going after Brad Ellis. That is Ian, myself, Blood, then Brad, then Ben. Shout out to Blue, Caleb Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Jesse Blue. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Mmm. That was good. Blood, you done won that bet. You're up two <laughs> on to my one point, to our collective three. Well done. Yeah, it's a surprise. I am very satisfied with the results this week. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head, and you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Anything you want to share with the classy? And I'm sorry, you get a whisper there? Were you... <laughs> I was Something. quoting the movie Clue to myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ian, if you're ever quoting Clue, excuse me, Bloodworth, I'll give you a second. If you're I ever quoting going, Clue, you I need to do going, it loud and proud. Okay, yeah. I was doing the one plus one plus, plus two plus two one plus two, plus two is... <laughs> Bloodworth, take it away. <laughs> um, so a video I would like to promote, uh, Brandon will not even start working on until this podcast is over. Uh, but my uh, Trials of Mana review, which is uh, a month late, it's Woo! a full month late. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm also going to take a fine time to play. I'm also going to take a month to cut it, blood. Just FYI. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've uh, been working on that. Uh, had some uh, fun times with it. Interesting things to say. Uh, hopefully, interesting things. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, uh, final word. I don't know. I guess I just. Uh, piggyback slightly on uh with the the patreon stuff uh definitely want to thank everybody who's been hanging with it through all of this crisis and pandemic you know we've seen so many people who have had to you know bail out for you know losing job losing work one way or another and so uh, thank you to everyone who has uh been able to continue on who has been raising pledges and all of those kinds of things and uh you know definitely um appreciate all of that and we will see you before the next Blood Moon Rises. The crotch is blurred out, oh. but I imagine it would not be hard to mod to take the little pixel thing away. Yeah, oh yeah.